0: Hello, my name is David Templer, otherwise known as Temptation across social media, and this is my LITNESS podcast. So if you don't follow me on any other form of social media, LITNESS is the balance of lifestyle and fitness getting a little bit LIT along the way. Now LIT doesn't have to be getting LIT, it can be chocolate, it can be reading LIT, it's basically anything that could be better offset by doing a bit of exercise. Now we all want to have the best of both worlds we want to be able to go out drinking eat what we want but we also as a 29 or need least a 28 then as a 29 year old guy just had a birthday i want to be in reasonable shape but it's more than just looking good it's about feeling good as well and i genuinely feel there is an equilibrium between having a social life letting yourself indulge but also staying on track fitness wise and making sure your nut is straight so That's what the focus of this podcast is going to be about. It's very much going to be along the same lines as what I document and post about on social media. And I am delighted to say that I've got a co-host for this podcast in the form of Mr. Alex Hoban. What up? First of all, thank you very much for agreeing to help me out with this because I don't really have a clue what I'm doing. So you're going to be instrumental in this podcast.
1: My pleasure. I am a bit ill, guys. I warn you. My voice
0: is going, but... I've pulled through, I've had a soother, I'm ready to go. Ready to go. Right, I think what will be helpful is just if you give us a bit of background about who you are, how All we right. know each other and how you're going to help me with this podcast just to set the tone.
1: So um, I, my name's Alex, I am a social media creator slash also was on TV once um, on a show called The Circle which I won. Um, so, kind of a big deal. Soz. <laughs> no, I'm just a social media creator. I have a passion for all things media, um, and anything from audio, visual, all of those things. I love doing. So I create videos every day. I do podcasts, such as this one, and um, yeah, that's my life. That's what I do for a living. But me and David met. David and I, I should say, met at an uh, event for TikTok, which you you do very good TikToks. You are very big in the TikTok game.
0: And um, we met and then we ended up, I I got on your fitness plan. You did. Straight away. You are very much, I'd say you are very much within the ethos of LITNESS, and I'll say this for a couple of reasons. So um, I have got a couple of TV personalities on my LITNESS program and I feel it just fits very well with the lifestyle you lead. So you get invited to events quite often. Yeah. Um, You're always out and about being social, but at the same time, you want to look good, you want to feel good. So you're in the gym as well. That's it you you you've got to try and balance
1: your lifestyle. I've always been a advocate of fitness. I've never actually been like my my body's never changed, which is weird. I feel like that might be because of my lifestyle. Like I don't know why. It's just always been like tall and slim. Um but yeah, I've gone through all the stages and this is why I think that we're going to have some good chats on this podcast because I've been through all the stages that most people have gone through. I've been like when I was like 18, I was like, "Oh, I should get on the roids. I've got to get big. I should take steroids." Luckily I didn't take steroids. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, as you can probably tell. And then um, I went through a stage of where I was like doing like the whole lean in 15 thing when the body coach got big originally. And then I was like, oh, I'll go through like a pure, like trying to get as thin as possible. And then actually when I went on the show, I lost so much weight that it was like almost unhealthy. It was weird. So I've been through all the stages and David currently is helping me with my um, my fitness journey, my litmus journey, I should say, because um David is a man who, who definitely lives by his ethos, and we spend as much time getting lit as we do getting fit. Um, exactly. Which actually probably more the former. But
0: <laughs> I have got a couple of gimmicks, and you'll see them come out throughout this podcast and across my social media, so I've got two hashtags, more lit than fit, which is definitely what we've been doing over the past eight weeks, I'd say. Is, yeah. And then also more fit than lit, but the ideal scenario to be in is when you've got the perfect balance between the two, I, over the last nine weeks, have been injured, so I haven't been training at all, so I haven't been able to balance my lifestyle with fitness, and over the following podcast, I'll talk to you a bit about that, but it's been something that I've struggled with a little bit, because my release and my output is fitness, and without being able to balance that, I've just had to watch my body change over the last nine weeks, I haven't been in the headspace that I need to be in to be productive within my work, Um, and also as a consequence of not being able to train and not feeling great my business has probably not been as successful as it should have been or was before I got the injury. So these are all sorts of things that I want to talk about as we go throughout the podcast. Um, and I genuinely feel um, that fitness or looking after your fitness and health should be your number one priority because it has positive knock-on effects on absolutely everything else within your lifestyle. Yeah. And I've actually done a blog about it. So I talked about um, how, you, how you should really prioritize or you should have three things that you aim for okay. within your life. Um, whether that be, I mean, it could be money, family, relationships, yeah, or it could okay. be fitness, relationships, and work, whatever. And basically, I, the, the blog was all about how fitness and health should be that number one priority because it has positive knock-on effects on, on absolutely rest. everything around you.
1: Drip-down effect. Yeah. So, let's roll back. Let's roll back however many years since you've been doing this. Where has litness and your ethos come from? where where did that originate from i think it's quite unique in the industry so yeah there must have been a yeah so I, I think
0: it's something that i actually stumbled across a pos-, a pos. i think it's actually something i stumbled across on accident so in july 2016 i took a sabbatical from my job at the time so i used to work at head office for a big telecommunications company for six years before i quit um and went off on my own thing so took a year-long sabbatical And I set myself a challenge of doing a workout every day for a year. And I created the hashtag 365 days of HIT. Now, I did this because I put so much effort into getting in shape before I went away travelling. And I'm the type of person who needs something to work towards. I'm not happy just chilling in a hostel. I need something that I need to aim to do every day just for accountability. So I set myself that target. I did a workout every day for a year. And I think... So I actually built up a bit of a social media following from doing that. It was only about 5,000 by the end of the time that I'd finished traveling, but people just loved it. They were really engaged with what I was doing. They were interested in my workouts. They were saving the workouts, but also because it was linked in to the travel side of stuff, I was doing workouts in front of Machu Picchu, like in Rio de Janeiro, like all these cool locations. I was just doing workouts in front of them, so I think it was engaging from that perspective. Um, But then also, when I first started doing that, it was the time when Instagram introduced Instagram stories. And if I go back and watch my first ones, they're absolutely terrible. (laughs) I was so unconfident on camera. But I used that as a platform to sort of document how I was feeling outside of when I was posting these videos. So obviously on Instagram before that, you just saw the picture perfect life of Instagram and you didn't see any more context around it. But luckily, as I started traveling, there was Instagram stories. So I was documenting my travels. Um, and sort of adding the context around it. So people saw me drinking minimum three times a week because I was traveling. Um, The food that was available throughout Central and South America was definitely not uh, optimal from a nutrition perspective. But if you look at the shape I was in before I went away and when I came back exactly a year apart, there wasn't too much difference in my body shape. And I think what I proved was that if you do work out every day, obviously my general activity was increased as well because I was walking everywhere doing all sorts of activity there is a point where you can almost out-train a bad diet.
1: Yeah, nice. I wouldn't
0: say it's the best thing to do, but that is kind of where litness came from. Yeah. Balancing your lifestyle with fitness, and obviously I was getting lit. I know, again, that's a bit gimmicky and dated now, but it resonates with people. I was getting lit along the way as I was traveling.
1: Yeah, nice. And did you feel that... um so that fed into your ethos and did you feel that there's an appetite in the fitness industry and in in the industry in general that people want to be able to know I I think what what happens is people either see two extremes I I speak to my friends all the time I speak to fitness people all the time and they always go if you want to lose weight if you want to get in shape stop drinking stop going out stop having like mad weekends I would say that I find it way easier just to eat clean during the week and then like just let go on weekends. And it seems to be working okay for me so far. But that's what I liked about your fitness plan was that you basically allowed me to do that as long as I put the work in and and track my calories and all of those things, create a calorie deficit and blah blah blah.
0: Yeah. So there's probably a number of avenues I can go down with this, but I think the first thing is what my job was before I came a PT. So I went to university, got a degree in marketing, got on the graduate program at o2 the telecommunications company um, and then i sat at a desk for five years now looking at the people around me there was temptations no pun intended everywhere so there was cakes in the office there was Mm. like literally all these temptations sat everywhere and i found that for a period of time i was like "Ah, it's okay tea and coffee at three o'clock i'll have a cake but then before i knew it i was actually putting on weight so yeah i think what also resonated was that I was interested in fitness but I wasn't a personal trainer yet I was documenting my own fitness journey and showing people how you can balance that lifestyle and at the time I was in a nine to five job so I think it did resonate with people and often times now I think because I am a personal trainer people almost expect you to be in shape so it's not it doesn't have as much impact that I'm in shape I'm not at the moment but like when you get in shape as a personal trainer people expect it But when you're doing something like that whilst you've got other commitments I think that's when it becomes more apparent that it, that you are able to do it. So mm. I think the first thing stemmed from my actual lifestyle while I was working out, I realized that I was sat down for a long period of the day and you had to do something to balance what you were doing within your nine to five lifestyle. So that was the first thing. Secondly, I actually got into a really terrible cycle when I was in a nine to five job because I didn't actually like what I was doing. And it's not, in, it's not until recently that I've realized that I was unhappy in that role. So I would work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I had a quite close relationship with agencies. So I'd go out and start drinking Thursday. You'd wake up hungover Friday. Yeah. You'd end up drinking again with agencies on a Friday. The weekend would come round and it's time to see your friends. So I'd go out with my friends Saturday. Sunday, you'd either feel absolutely horrible or you'd get up and go for a roast and a bottle of wine or something like that. Yeah. And then as Monday comes around, you've got a two-day hangover or a fresh hangover from the Sunday. Tuesday, you're still feeling a bit ropey. Wednesday, you're just about feeling okay again. And then Thursday, you start cycle drinking again. Starts. It's that cycle. And I think now that I can preach that balance is because I've seen how bad I feel when I'm being more lit than fit. Yeah. Um, And it's not until you actually get that balance back that you realize how much more productive, how much more energized, how much more confident you are when you've got some sort of balance in your lifestyle. And it's taken a little while to realize that. Mm. So first of all, I think I was never made to sit at a desk and be in an office job um but also it takes coming out of that little bubble so i'd gone from university where i did pretty much the same thing into a full-time job and you start to think that how you're feeling is normal but it's not until you take that stimulus whatever it is alcohol uh, bad diet not exercising it's not until you take that away when you realize yeah how you should actually feel and
1: what so you you launched your litmus plan it's a new plan you've just you've put so much time and effort into it I've seen it myself how many people have you got signed up so far I've just had two
0: more today so I'm on 88 jeez 88 88 people signed up yeah so launched the second week of January and basically this has taken me 18 months to put together I wanted to do it's a 17 week program so of course it took me 17 weeks to program the sessions I wasn't happy with it the first iteration so I actually did a couple of them so as you can imagine it took a little bit of time to put the workouts together I've got another saying that is be the science and I think Science changed all the time and you're constantly hearing different things from different people in the industry. And I just think if you do it yourself and you can prove that you've done it and you can document that you've done it and people buy into that, that is a good enough, that's a good enough reason for me. So I like to be the science. I've done everything myself. Um, so yeah, it took about 18 months to put it together. 88 people on board so far. I set myself a target of doing 200 for the year. Wow. Wow. Um, and yeah, I like I do face-to-face PT sessions as well. I've actually just started working out of a gym in central London called We11. Um, and I'm a massive people person. So I like doing that. I like that face-to-face interaction. But what i realized was that you can only help a certain amount of people within not even a 24-hour period. You're asleep, yeah. hopefully, for at least eight. So um, yeah, I mean, you've got a short time frame to try and help as many people as possible, which was what led me to start this online training program. Nice. Um, And then basically with the program, my aim is to put all of my knowledge into this PDF that I send out to people so that you've got the basic foundation of knowledge in fitness, exercise, nutrition, which includes macronutrients, calories, so that you never, ever have to buy a plan ever again. Now, I think within the industry, there's a lot of people trying to help people, um, but sometimes you're not given everything that you need in order to know how to change your body and i like i hold my hands up sometimes um the less you know the better yeah i've got a friend who actually says i don't care how it works i don't care what i'm doing tell me what to do and that is exactly what i want i want to be spoon fed yeah so yeah. i can see how it works in the industry and i wouldn't ever slag anybody off for doing that because i think there is a time and a place for that um but personally so speaking for example I've done all the diets under the sun. Like, I was a gymnast until the age of 15, so I've always been interested in sport, biology, nutrition. But after quitting that, um, I did put on a little bit of weight when I stopped doing gymnastics. And I was, like, trying to get it off. I've, I've done Herbalife. I've done various other diet <laughs> programs. and I, But I was always, I'm one of these people who will just always ask why, like, why is this happening? Yeah. What's, what's doing this? So um, while I was still at my corporate job, I took it upon myself to do a PT qualification where you learn a little bit about nutrition. Yeah. Um, and I've obviously done a lot of extra reading on top of that in order to upskill myself. So um, very long-winded answer. The Litness Program basically gives you all the knowledge you need to know in order to never have to buy another plan again. And also I think, I don't know, it's probably, it's probably a good question for you actually. So for me, everybody knows that you need to exercise to change your body in some way, whether that be lifting weights to gain muscle or just doing cardio and being in a calorie deficit to burn fat. Mm. Not everybody knows that, actually. But um, the main thing for me is showing people that you don't need to eat really boring meals. Yeah. You can jazz up your food. Just count your calories. Obviously, you want to feel as good as you can, so you want to eat nutritious meals. But at the same time, if you do have a couple of pints of beer or a chocolate bar or something less nutritious, it isn't the end of the world. You haven't ruined your diet. If you hit your calories for the day, you can still make a difference to your body and that's really what i want to try and get across to people
1: yeah i mean from from my experience on this plan so far i try and track my calories as much as possible on my fitness pal if anyone hasn't tried that yet definitely get on it it's really good um they've got most meals on there and then what that allows you to do is create i guess gaps where you need to create them so if i know i'm going out drinking tonight i would eat less during the day and then i would almost predict how many pints i'm gonna have so i put like five pints in see how many calories that is and eat up to that amount so i stay within my calorie re- range i know that sounds boring in terms of fitness but trust me it's way more fun when you know that you're not going to put on any weight from it you know what i mean i know it's probably not that good for you because the calories are kind of like they don't they're just what are they what, what's that called empty when you calories. empty calories so it's empty calories because it's alcohol but at least you know oh i'm going to wake up tomorrow i'm not going to have put on weight sometimes i have a rogue dominoes in between as everyone does um, and then like just all goes out the window yeah. but i just pretend that that never happened and then it just you just Hang over calories don't count you've heard that <laughs> you've heard that here heard it from the best um, let's talk about the lit part of the fitness then yeah um so you you see you seem to, you're a well traveled man i've just seen you've come off a, a lengthy trip around yep. the world which hit probably I don't know, four of the f- 10 major party places in the world. Um, <laughs> so David, you I guess I, I, you probably know better than me where you've been, but from what I saw, you went to like LA, Vegas. Um, you did the whole of like the Cali thing then you went to Ibiza. Then
0: you went to like some Greek party islands. Yeah, mad. Um, it's been a madness. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I think so when I decided to quit my job in the corporate world, the idea was to build a lifestyle for myself. So I actually sat down and I wrote down everything that I like doing, like literally from marketing, going to the gym, going to pool parties, women. And like (laughs) I started, I started grouping them like, okay, this is a feasible business. And for, for people who haven't been following me on social media, I launched a novelty swimwear business called Banta Santa at Christmas. <laughs> and it actually broke even. I made about 200 pounds off of it. And the funny thing was I pitched that to a fairly big company and they just laughed me out of their room. Um, and I was like, no, do you know what? I'm actually going to do this. Anyway, we're going off, off point a little bit. But the whole idea was that I was trying to build a lifestyle for myself that I enjoyed. And I quickly realized that there's a lot of people in this world who are in that nine to five, Right almost they don't like it and they're living for the weekend and i was like how can i flip that on my head yeah and just live so by no means am i doing it successfully at the minute and we'll talk about money and stuff in following podcasts yeah, but yeah. um yeah my goal it's not to be rich famous anything i just want to have a good life so yeah. um yeah i've just been so again let's flip this back so i planned to go to california for a month basically i was working exclusively for somebody as their personal trainer and they said they were going away for a month so i decided to go to california um the week before i went i actually injured my neck and my chiropractor and physio said to me look the best thing you can do is literally just not do anything use it as a time to reset yourself don't do any exercise and i was like right well that's completely yeah. changed what the trip was about because I had signed up for a half marathon. I was going to run the Grand Canyon, like all these fitness things like collab with fitness influencers. Yeah. And then within like a half hour space, gone. it had just gone. I was like, oh shit. How did I you do enjoy now? your neck? Um, I think it's just wear and tear like gymnastics over the years. I did 15 years of gymnastics. Um, do you know what? I really don't know, yeah. but I've got a bulge in one of the discs in my neck. and It's actually getting better now. Cause I remember there was this one
1: time when you squatted <laughs> two people <laughs> You got you. I got on top of you, and then you squatted me at an event, and then somebody climbed on my shoulders, and you squatted both of us. I I, I believe that was pre neck injury, so that can't have helped.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think that was my finest moment. And, uh, <laughs> well, it was a great moment. It made a great video. It but didn't. It got quite a lot of engagement on TikTok <laughs> as well. So I'll take the yeah, bad neck. For okay. It. Yeah. Um.
1: But yeah, you missed out on lots of stuff, but you still went anyway. Yep. And so,
0: well, I went anyway. In the first two or three weeks, it was really, really good. I um. I've got a friend in Saratoga in San Francisco. So I went up to see him, spend a bit of time with him. I went to Yosemite, which was one of the best places I've ever been to. You've been to Yosemite, haven't you? Nope. No. No, no. Um, too. Uh, yeah, so Yosemite was absolutely fantastic. Then I did another national park. And then I decided to go to Las Vegas on my own. <laughs> so the plan was to go to the Grand Canyon. And I thought, well, Vegas is in between. or well, like very close to it. Yeah. So I thought, I'm just going to do that. Um, I've been a couple of times before. Not going to lie, I did feel a little bit weird going on my own, but so, so let me made the most of it.
1: Let's go back in a second. So you went to Vegas on your own. Where did you stay?
0: I stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel. And oh, actually, nice. here's okay. a good little tip for you. Anybody, this isn't sponsored at all. There's an app called Hotel Tonight. And basically, it curates hotels in your near vicinity based on the demand they've got in the hotel. So say, Hard Rock Hotel obviously had nobody in there. And it was because they were going through refills, what I didn't realize at the time anyway so that the hotel was really really cheap it was like 120 pounds for three nights wow so yeah booked in there straight away yeah and, uh because it was so cheap i ended up doing an extra night as it's you do yeah, yeah yeah um and when
1: you so you la- you when you touch down in vegas you've checked into your hotel and you're on your own what was the first thing that went through your mind what do you do what was your f- because that vegas is a big place
0: yeah so the-
1: <laughs> did you just go so dave's got this thing he calls ratting Ratting is chatting to people, mainly of the opposite sex, but it could be to anyone. Just when you rat your rat your night away and you just chat to people.
0: Ratting boy.
1: Did you go and rat straight away? What was, your, what was your situation? Do you
0: know what? I did go ratting hard straight away, <laughs> but um, it was actually to a group of guys who were on the roulette table. So I thought, I don't want to be that weird guy who just is like creeping around trying to talk to, to people. Women, so I yeah. thought, let me go get a hundred bucks out. Got a hundred bucks out put it in the roulette machine and I actually got up to like $300 and we were all winning at the same time so it was like yeah, yeah boys nice, we all nice. winning. Um, had a little chat with them yeah I don't know man and where were they from uh, America okay so, you met so, so they Americans. were Americans and then you
1: just spent I, I mean I saw a few pool parties go on in the daytime yeah so
0: I, as I said I'm a massive fan of a pool party in really? fact That's my you? perfect day is literally waking up doing a workout having a brunch going to a pool party then go to bed. Then Same go again. Yeah. Hopefully not on my own. But um,
1: <laughs> So you did this on your own. You woke, I, yeah. up, well, you woke up day one.
0: Woke up day one and I thought, right, it's Wednesday. So Wednesdays are not notoriously a good day in Vegas, but I thought I'm going to chance it. I'm going to go to the Flamingo's pool party. <laughs> and it was absolutely dead. Anyway, <laughs> I, I sit by the pool because I didn't want to buy a table on my own. Not a baller enough. Um, and I ordered a Bud Light Lime, sat around the pool. Next minute, a woman comes up to me and says, Hey man, would you like to enter this hula hula competition? <laughs> and I thought, do you know what? I do. I, <laughs> I fully want to do this it in the is hula it competition. It's, it's in my ethos. It's litmus. fitness. <laughs> it didn't hurt my neck. I had a beer in my hand, and yeah. Anyway, uh, I won the hula hula competition. Well, of course, I got a you t-shirt did. Because there's prove no one it. else there. Oh no, our camera's just gone. The camera's dead. Um, no, there was a lot of people in this competition. Anyway, i won it, took my T-shirt, and I didn't want anyone to know that I was on my own. So I thought, right, completed this pool party. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pause. Um, so I left that pool party. And weirdly enough, this is the strangest thing about creating content on social media because I've just hit 10,000 followers. And to me, that seems pretty insignificant. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was a good milestone for me to hit, but it seemed insignificant. Anyway, walk into another pool party, uh, went to Liquid, I think it's at the area, went straight to the toilet, as you do when you're on your own, just because I I was like, I don't want to fucking walk around on my own being a weirdo. So, again, went to the toilet, I was having a wee, and somebody went, Temptation! And I was like, oh my God, like (laughs) what are the chances of this? Anyway, met some guy uh, from up north, I can't actually remember his name, that's bad of me. But, um, yeah, he had a table, ended up hanging out with him for the day, and (laughs) made some friends, yeah, so that's probably the last bit that I fully remember of Vegas and then the rest of it is a bit of a blur but um, I think I think with most things you just if you stop caring about what people think of you good stuff will happen like I think when I was younger I did used to worry too much about what people thought of me at the end of the day like what is anybody actually going to say to you if you go to Vegas on your own yeah no, mate you're, you're in Vegas on your own you're a loser okay I'm a loser but I'm having fun yeah yeah do you know what I mean
1: it's nothing to do I don't think being there with people I think being there on your own is what everyone would have want to be able to say that they could do but not a lot of people can do that not a lot of people have the confidence to and the fact that you went travelling on your own number one which is massively respectful and then sorry which I've got massive respect for and then going to Vegas on your own (laughs) for like four days and just keeping the sesh up whilst also staying lit with the hula competitions sorry staying fit with the hula competitions that was a yeah, massive from you. That was really good. And and then and then you carried on the rest of your trip, but you were yeah, pretty hanging off to that, right?
0: Yeah, so I went, do you know what? I'm going to be completely honest with you here. So that was a lot of fun going to Vegas, but I feel like I've just been through a very weird six weeks of, I came back from, we'll go into this story another time, but I came back from America, lost my clients that I was working with, my face-to-face yeah. clients, the online clients were all absolutely fine. Came back from America, lost my clients, and then I had lots of other holidays booked in. When you say clients, there was two people. It wasn't like yeah. you, left, you lost like fifty people. No, but I was like. working exclusively yeah. for these guys, and they yeah, were my so brother very wealthy daughter. two people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, came back, had loads of holidays planned. I never really recovered from Vegas because I went straight to LA and San Diego and kept up the partying, which it is good fun, but it reiterates my ethos of litness. when you don't have the balance you just get into that cycle again and it stops actually being fun yeah and you're going through the motions but as i said had lots of, i had lots planned so i went from california back to london for 11 hours straight to ibiza for three days the first day there was i can't even remember it jet lag alcohol just literally can't even remember anything um Came back from that, and actually, this is one thing I want to talk about. So came back from ibiza and had about three days in England, and then Alex and I went on the yacht week. <laughs> yeah.
1: We got invited like last minute to go on the yacht week in Greece. Um, together. After that event, basically, we had made such an impression when we met each other, and they were like, send these two guys out there, that'll be fun. So we went out to Greece to launch the Yacht Week's TikTok channel. For those of you who don't know, TikTok is like a short form. Video platform is very
0: popular with all, all ages, but mainly the young people. And you can follow us both on there temp underscore tation and at Alex Hoban.
1: Yeah, not spelt like Hoban, the place in London. It's, you bastards, because I know you're going <laughs> to spell it like that. So uh, H O B E R N. But yeah, so we went to Greece, and then so David had three days to get his life together, and then we just went on the lash again on like for on a yacht for a week. But I feel like that was that the yacht week I mean, completely. Epitomised what your ethos was, which I loved because we were doing we were going doing parties every day, on repeat for a whole week. But then every day we we're doing like yoga, we we're doing different things. We we're ratting the whole time. Ratting boy. <laughs> There's so many, so many people on that trip. Also seventy five percent women, which I can't complain about. But um yeah, so so we did everything
0: on that trip. We did hikes. We did yoga. Yeah. It was we'll incredible. Ask, and we'll honestly, I couldn't ask for anything more out of a holiday. And anybody thinking this isn't sponsored at all either. No. Um, it, it's amazing. I, th- I think, so they do a number of destinations, don't they? So yeah. correct me here. You've got Greece, Croatia, Montenegro, British Virgin Islands, Thailand. So I, I think that's it. It was just British Virgin Islands. Thailand's not the thing at oh, the okay. moment. But. Sorry about that. Yacht Week. The Yacht Week. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the perfect balance of... Meeting people, socializing, we call this ratting, really good chatting. <laughs> um, and yeah, doing a bit of fitness at the same time. Like, Alex is a keen sailor.
1: Yeah, well, I was. I, it sort of brought it all back. Yeah. It brought back my, my passion for sailing and my passion for ratting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, <laughs> the
0: latter was
1: unbelievable.
0: <laughs> no, but honestly, and this is, I think this is why Alex and I get on so well because we were just asked to go out to Greece on the yacht week to set up a TikTok, ch- uh, TikTok channel for the yacht week but we took it upon ourselves to sort of almost be social sex of the yacht week and we went round to every boat didn't we not social sex the social secretaries there was none of that was it we were were professional yeah um so yeah Mm. we went round to every single boat got to know them we were like do you want to get involved in our tiktok (laughs) content and by the end of the week we knew everybody didn't we and i think again that is just a great example of putting yourself To be fair, we didn't really have a comfort zone by this point. But putting yourself out there to meet people. We did great networking. We've met so many people from around the world. And again, it's just opened up so many more opportunities for us to go and travel. And I think... Defo check it out. Yeah, 100%. I I think that's one of the, the main things I would say. The value of a big network is absolutely key. Yeah, for sure. Being nice to people, keeping your network big, having those opportunities you never know who is going to be able to help you so don't burn any bridges
1: yeah and you never know when you might be going over to america or like recently for example i did a race around the world um, and i had to rely on people's like my network to help me as i went around people knowing people in different countries and all that kind of thing i guarantee now if we hit up any one of those people from the yacht week of which there's probably like 50 that we still talk to which is a lot they would put us up in an instant, like anywhere. Yeah, 100%. it's crazy how like accommodating people were. Um, there's one of my my probably my highlight of the week was we went to this Nikki Beach like pool party during the day, and we were staying on boats. So we went to this pool party. We we got absolutely hammered. We went back to the boats, and then we uh, got woken up at like seven a.m. I think we got we went to sleep at like five. Got woken up at seven a.m. for the yoga session because obviously we have to do. The fitness part of the litness as well because it's, it's David's ethos, um, and David was up and, and and going, and I felt like a dog's ass. <laughs> it was awful. And we went and did yoga in the in the in the hot sunshine, and I was still drunk, mate. That downward dog was wonky as oh hell. God. You you on the other hand, you were doing some all kinds of crazy. And I, th- stuff.
0: I think a lot of it is in your head. If you I you need to. So basically, litness. You can't be the type of person who, when they're on a hangover, just wants to lay in bed, not yeah. move, eat junk food. You need to get motivated yourself. You need to want to be the difference. You need to want to change. So when you've got a hangover, you don't need to go to the gym. Just get up, walk, drink lots of water, eat healthy food, do something. And I think again, that's where the balance comes in. Obviously if you're going out every night getting paralytic, you make it almost impossible for yourself to get up if you're chucking up in the in the yeah. toilet or whatever. But if you have a few drinks, have a bit of have fun, you're still able to be compassionate enough to rap boy. Um, that's, then you're that, fine. that's when balance is key. So yeah, hundred percent. We got up, went to yoga. Actually, there's another funny story here. So the day before, um, I can't even remember how this happened, but do you want to tell the story about how I nearly killed the skipper?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, oh, so, basically. So um, the, uh, when you have a yacht, you have a small boat that comes with a yacht called a tender and you use that tender to get to and from shore because on a yacht, you have a lot, there's a lot of sort of depth underneath it to keep it stable, so you can't go too close to shore. So we we used to take this little dinghy to and from shore. And anyway, one time, they put the dinghy in and they say, oh, Dave and Alex, you guys are creating content. Would you like to go and drive this boat around and, and like, go and make some content with people? And we thought this would be a fantastic ratting opportunity here. We've got a boat with a motor on. We can go to any boat and just talk to whoever, <laughs> male, female, whatever. It's going to be great. We're going to look like absolute ballers. Anyway, so they put the motor on it and we, we start, we push off and we start floating off. And anyway, we start pulling it to get it started. Like, <clears throat> it won't start. And Dave's like, one second. He, he, he like puts his throttle on, he pulls it, and he goes, Whee! <laughs> and um, and as, as it goes off and we take off at like ridiculous speed, five knots an hour, our skipper jumps off the boat to, to go for a swim and dives down under and this propeller bearing in mind is going what like ridiculous miles an hour as we're flying across the bay and she jumps in and we must miss her by like two feet um it could have been the end of the world for her and and us because we would have been stuck at sea without skipper so they take the engine off us uh, and we get a slap on the wrist <laughs> and we're made to row around to all these boats it was so embarrassing all the girls are like what happened to your motor <laughs> <laughs> didn't,
0: weren't <they>? but inadvertently <laughs> i think it worked for me you know we were giving girls lifts on this little dinghy they appreciated the yeah. the elbow grease that was going into it we didn't it. have a motor we were, f- yeah. we were tugging them around and they yeah <laughs> i think that just goes to show the characters that we are really yeah. doesn't it we're just rowing around in this little boat yeah, it was uh, not my finest moment, but you'll be pleased to know that the skipper was absolutely fine. Shout yeah, out Karen, what Shout an absolute ledge. Um, and yeah, anyway, so that that the highlight of my summer probably was the Yacht Week. Um, Alex and I formed a bromance, we got very close on that trip, we shared a little cabin together. Um, and it's good, you know, like spending time in confinement with people, you just get to know people really well. Um, and yeah, as a consequence, Alex and I have started doing a bit of work together, which is good because exactly. this is how the podcast has come together.
1: And I think it's time for before we wrap up the myth-busting segment yep. that we said we were going to do. We're going to bust some myths. Um, the first one I think, which is the most common one, so I'm going to ask you these myths, and you can give me your top-line answer, okay? As to why, just one myths. sentence answer, whatever you want, whatever okay. you want. So, as a woman,
0: lifting weights makes you bulky. Short answer: No. Um, and the reason so many men in this world. Try and get big. It's me. And That's it is me. a lot harder than you think. But actually, so a lot of clients come to me and say, I want to look toned. And they don't actually understand what looking toned means. So when you're toned, you've got muscle and you've got a low percentage of fat. And essentially, the muscle that you can see through your skin is the toned appearance. So yeah. you need to be lifting weights to build muscle in order to get that toned appearance. Yeah. But I wouldn't worry about looking bulky. No. Not at all. Like,
1: i i guess the the top line answer is if you it depends what you eat right if you're eating in like a massive um what's it when you eat not a calorie deficit calorie surplus calorie surplus then you're going to grow whether it's fat or muscle you're just going to get bigger and bigger but if you just eat within your means and, and you lift weights and like i see a lot of girls in the gym that lift weights and i'm like damn that girl's looking amazing yeah you know what i mean it's it's like girls girls often they're i guess their main points some of them they like to try and turn up their bum turn up their abs that's like the two key ports is like they like they're like having a bum but having abs
0: and like squats
1: and stuff is perfect for that
0: right um so not so much squats because that's more quad focused uh, movements uh, that's actually, why guys i'm not the pt but... <laughs> a humbling experience actually is to go into the gym and see a girl either glute bridging or hip thrusting so uh, for anybody who's Uh, not sure what those exercises are it's basically humping humping basically so you're on your back or on a bench or some sort of height and you're i'm not very good at explaining this actually you've got the bar over your pelvic bone and you're pushing it towards the ceiling so um that's actually more
1: where the the woman would be (laughs) for the men the bar where the woman would be and just imagine like just imagine having unlimited stamina and just being able to go as long as you want. like mainly probably 10 three sets of 10 or something like that but yeah that's yeah
0: basically it. where are we going with that
1: um so you're saying what's good for building your ass? oh
0: yeah building your ass uh glute focus work
1: okay so glute bridges and stuff so ladies if you're listening and you're watching um also by the way this is available on youtube we probably should have said that at the beginning of the other of thing this is available on youtube um what's your channel again
0: it's temptation, temptation.
1: Um. so you can see us you can see us hey Uh, If you want to see me doing that weird humping thing that I was just doing.
0: (laughs) I forgot that was even on.
1: Um, (laughs) Brilliant. Um, Okay, so if if you are listening, ladies, you can lift weights. Don't think it's going to make you bulky. It helps.
0: Now, I don't know how to say this without it sounding creepy. If you are unsure on how to do the exercises, I'm a personal trainer and I can show you. That's your job. Not in a weird way. Also, to the Litness program, www.litness.co.uk. We have got hip thrusts and glute bridges within the program.
1: And uh, ladies, if you want me to show you the hip thrusts, um, I'm normally out on a Friday night <laughs> in certain bars. So just come and say what's up. You might see me around London.
0: Or follow me on Instagram, and I'm <laughs> sure I will be filming Alex doing hip thrusts <laughs> on our next night out.
1: Um, okay, there's, there's uh, another, another one, which uh, I'm trying to look at myths on Google, but it's not working. Another one I had was um, that white carbs... If, if you're looking to lose fat, don't eat white carbs. Is that true or false, or like any
0: carbs? Okay, so false. Anyway, nothing like a bit of a pre-planning for this podcast. We're just googling questions as we're going through. You it. know, but that's that's who we are. Um, so there's loads of information about carbohydrates. Basically, I am concerned with number one hitting a calories target and number two hitting a protein target. I do it in that order because. Most people that come to me say that they want to lose weight, which translates to burn fat. And in order to burn fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit. So just to run you through this really quickly, there is a point, we'll call it maintenance, where the energy that you're expending, so the amount you're exercising and generally burning throughout the day, equals the amount of food and drink you're consuming. So when you get to that point, you're neither going to put on weight or lose weight. So that's your maintenance level. And basically, how that's worked out is. So before you
1: hit that, you're losing weight. And yeah. when you exert that, you're gaining weight. Yeah. right? Okay. And whether that's
0: muscle or fat depends on the type of training you're doing and the amount of protein you're intaking. Yep. Before you hit that maintenance level, it's science, you are going to lose weight. And again, that L- could that be, might burning be muscle fat. as well, right? It could be muscle. If you're not using your muscle, you're going to lose it if you're in a calorie deficit. Okay. So, essentially, you could eat chocolate bars all day. And lose weight as long as you're under that maintenance level.
1: Okay, that's interesting.
0: You will feel absolutely garbage. Yeah. Um but damn it. It's science. You will burn fat. So when we look at stuff like white carbs versus so you've got um complex carbs. yeah And Oh, I've forgotten the other carbs. <laughs> yes, guys. Oh, my God. Yes, I knew that this was going to... absolutely stump me.
1: Uh, you've, got, you've got complex carbs, and then you've got the other ones that don't give a spike in insulin, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what they're called either. No, complex, complex carbs. Complex carbs are the ones that... Simple carbs and complex that's carbs. It, I'll try, there's it. another
0: word for it. Simple carbs and complex carbs. Basically, complex carbs, um, as Alex rightly said, will cause less of an insulin spike. So, basically, when By we By the way, guys,
1: just so, just sorry to interject. I don't know any of this. This is just from what David's been telling me on his plan. This is all the knowledge that I've learned. Before this, I knew nothing. Um, I've not got any background in fitness. So what he said about complex carbs then and I said about the insulin spike,
0: that's from David's plan. That's the kind of knowledge you can gain. Sorry, continue. No, you're fine. Um, So as I said, you could eat chocolate bars all day and still lose weight, but you're going to feel like shit. And basically what you want to do is sustain your energy throughout the day. So you almost, for the people on the podcast, I'm getting my hand and maneuvering it in a straight line from left to right and essentially that's your energy level. So you want to try and maintain your energy level as much as possible. So if you eat chocolate bars, you're going to cause a spike and then what goes up must come down. So you're going to be spiking and dropping, spiking and dropping if you eat less nutritious foods. So what you want to do is stay away from the simple carbs because they cause an insulin spike and you want to aim for complex carbs. This will give you more sustained energy throughout the day. You will still see a spike in your insulin, but it's not going to be as drastic as it would be if mm. you're eating simple carbs like white bread, um, chocolate. That's not to say it's bad. There's a time and a place for stuff. So what I te- what I tell my clients What's a, is an example of a complex carb before you move on. Complex carb: porridge oats, oats, sweet potato. Okay, yeah. Um, what I tell my clients is, if you want to eat chocolate don't go looking for a quick fix of energy at 3pm in the afternoon because you still need to be fairly productive towards the end of the day don't you so people and i saw this when i was working in an office at three o'clock they automatically run for a coffee and a chocolate bar and it gives you about half an hour of energy before you dip again you're far better off having something that's high in protein high in fat because they don't really cause too much of an insulin spike so you're going to keep your energy sustained throughout the end of the day now you almost instantly feel the difference when you eat a chocolate bar so you you almost crave that spike yeah but once you've got the knowledge and you know how you feel after you eat something that's higher in fat and protein you'll just feel a lot better throughout the day so i'm definitely not one for restricting your diet at all you'll see from my instagram i drink regularly i eat less nutritious foods but you'll notice that i'll never eat a chocolate bar at 10 in the morning or 3 in the afternoon. I'll normally do it at night when I'm giving myself a little bit of a treat because I've got calories left for the day and it doesn't actually matter if I feel a bit lethargic. If, yeah. I'm, if I'm on the sofa at 8 o'clock eating a chocolate bar and then I have a little bit of a slump afterwards, it doesn't really matter because the long and the short of it is, is I'm probably going to be editing or posting something on Instagram and it doesn't require much energy or brain power. So I just think um, if we look at it from a calories perspective, you can definitely work all sorts of different foods into your diet, but if you want to feel as good as possible, you need to sort of think about timings with when you eat the less nutritious foods.
1: Awesome. Well, I mean, w- we've been chatting for a while. We want to give them something to come back to in episode yeah. two, so we're not going to tell you everything right now, but um, trust me, there's lots more stories we can go through. I think we'll make try and make sure that we speak about a story every time. Yeah, 100%. This it's an absolute band. 100%. I um, think there's a few
0: features that we want to do throughout this podcast. Yeah. We were speaking about it before, so um obviously this is litness. It's the balance of lifestyle and fitness. So I want to get a lot of my lifestyle into this but at the same time show you how I'm offsetting that with fitness. And also we want to make fitness a major part of this podcast. So we're going to be going to some gym classes, um giving comical reviews of them. Yeah. Um, so find out next time what we've been to because what we what
1: we'll do is we'll put a post up on Insta or something where you guys can choose what class we go to do like a little quiz. And if you choose what class we go to, then we'll shout you out on the, on the podcast, obviously. And uh, we'll tell you all about our experience there next time. Um, Where can they find you, David, socially?
0: Social media wise, I'm on Instagram as temptation. So T E M P underscore T A T I O N. And in fact, you can find me on TikTok as that as well. And they're the two channels that I really use. I've got a Facebook page, I should be working hard on that. I'm a little bit underactive, underactive, inactive on yeah. there. Um, but yeah. And where can they find you, Mr. Co-host?
1: Um, so you can find me at www.litness.co.uk where um, yes. there's some incredible plans up for grabs. And you also, if you buy one of those plans, you get a free training session at We11, which is by the way, a sick gym in London and they do really good acai bowls, which was the only reason I've gone there before yesterday. Um, What I didn't realize is that David would have put me through a hundred press ups, a hundred kettlebell swings, a hundred flipping box jumps. Um, I did some burpees, I did running and I did rowing and uh, I quite hate him for it now, but um, I'm feeling good today. As you can tell, my voice is going. So we're going to wrap it up, but um, make sure you stay tuned for next time. And if you enjoyed it, subscribe to this, wherever you're seeing, listening to this, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on iTunes, wherever it may be, subscribe. We want to be the number one litmus podcast okay, in the world. We do, And if there's, there's any plenty other, more where that came from, baby. other fuckers out there who <laughs> called their podcast litness. you're in for a, you're, you're going
0: to yeah. go down, dude. Defamation case coming right at coming you. Coming right at you. Right, peace, temps think. out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was good.